1: Enjoy.
0: So let's talk about music. Um, bike every week i'm keeping my ear to the ground and there were actually a handful of things we could have potentially talked about but nothing more i think nothing more in depth that excited me more than breaking down lincoln park uh (laughs) the news the news dropped how did i find out about this news um actually a guy by the name of kyle crawford who's a graphic designer on twitter um, tweeted something about the new lincoln park song and the announcement of a new album I'll be honest with you. I have not been keeping my ear to the ground on Linkin Park for quite some time. I think the last time I even knew they had something coming out was their Thousand Sons album because they had a song that was I know what they, they had a song forever ago. they had a song on FIFA and and
1: Transformers
0: and yeah I think that that came up too. But look the 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 circles that I try to keep up with. And this is a way that I can usually tell when somebody, when the flame is sort of dimming in the zeitgeist, when the heat meter is pulling back, when the only way that I can keep track with an artist or a band or whatever, when the only way I can keep track of what they're doing is I have to actively keep up with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's not being force fed to me. I'm not seeing headlines of Lincoln Park, this Lincoln Park, that, um, Anyways, found out they had this new song that just came out. It's called Heavy. We listened to it. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. But let's let's go a little bit further back. Linkin Park, what is your opinion on Linkin Park? Is Linkin Park a big rock band?
1: Linkin Park is responsible for crafting this young mind, Jay. That... When that band came about in my life, it was like an explosion, and I don't
0: an explosion in the sky. Shout out to Friday Night Lights. <clears throat> okay, Michael B. Jordan.
1: There's your weekly plug. That that sets something off, Jay, and uh, my life has been molded by that moment. Uh, for the first time, hearing in the end, and my dad's Chevy Blazer in Lexington. I'll never forget it on the radio. Um, I'll never forget seeing the one step closer music video at my friend Miller's house for the first time.
0: How old people. were you? Oh, I was, how old were you when you found out about Linkin Park? 12, 13, probably. Okay. And how, how old, how old was hybrid theory when you found out about them? Were they on Meteora when you found out about them?
1: No, in the end was on the radio. Okay. Is when I first heard it. Um, so it was, it was shortly after hybrid theory came out.
0: This was like around 99 to 2000, maybe. Uh, I should look that up. Go
1: ahead. Keep talking. Okay. Well, it it was shortly after that because I remember the anticipation of Meteora and getting to that point. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, they they are what made me fall in love with music. Single-handedly. Because prior to that, I was raised by, (laughs) by my mother's musical taste. By Wolves. And she listened to... Things like Cher and Shania Twain and Celine Dion, and I was in elementary school listening to the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, Britney Spears. That was that was my life.
0: So they were your gateway band into everything, alter, all, quote unquote, alternative forms of music.
1: Yes, everything. Everything that came after in my life, I probably owed a Lincoln Park.
0: <laughs> two thousand, year two thousand. So
1: okay, so it was shortly after that. I was probably eleven or twelve.
0: I was in eighth grade. Okay
1: um yeah man it uh they are very special to me um but if we go down the road a little bit hybrid theory was huge for me meteora was big reanimation was really big and then i started to fall off because i was one of those guys that got really mad that they were transitioning into something else which became minutes to midnight
0: so that was like an active thing. You, you
1: Oh, I remember being just, dis- you were aware, you were aware of their change. Yes. You
0: were still keeping up with them. And then it, that happened and you oh, were disappointed yeah. by it. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. I remember being disgusted by that. Disgusted.
0: What do you think? What do you think my, uh, take on Lincoln park is from the past? From so, the past?
1: so, Oh, I was going to say, I already kind of know this Not right now. Yeah. Um, like your take on the albums that I just spoke about.
0: Yeah, when they came out, so well. Well, l- I think you were more familiar
1: with that type of sound because you. Uh, what are some other bands? Well, so that sort of started new metal before them. Yeah. Right? So like biscuit.
0: My first, my first sort of foray into, not necessarily alternative forms of music, because the Offspring was one. Nirvana and the Offspring were like the first bands that sort of opened my eyes to that sort of side of rock music, but when Corn. Uh, had their follow the leader album and limp biscuit with uh, a the $3 bill y'all album and nookie or not nookie um, significant other those were the ones that opened that door so i was on corn uh, limp biscuit slipknot was h- fucking huge and bands like so, that and so this was around 1998
1: 99 i remember those bands before getting to Lincoln park right and I remember thinking they were all weird, like that. Like you said, the Gateway—they were not my way in. I remember seeing the Nookie music video, thinking it was interesting, but I didn't become a fan of It Wasn't appealing. Yeah, it was weird. I remember the Freak on a Leash music video. Um, I remember thinking it was weird. I didn't didn't you know pick up pick up on it. So I had seen alternative forms of music prior to Linkin Park, but that was that was my way in and of course as time went on i was able to appreciate other bands like that um
0: yeah man so when when lincoln park came out you're right i was sort of exposed i was i was in it i was deep in this uh this area of music and I want to say i was sort of transitioning out like i jumped in and i sort of transition started to transition out kind of quickly discovered uh, bands like blink 182 afi stuff like that uh thursday was a, a band that i discovered then at the drive-in etc and i it's cr- what the craziest thing and this is kind of where we can kick off this discussion you know really get into it is when lincoln park came out because of the style of music that they were doing, I personally think that Linkin Park definitely falls in the same new metal boat as a lot of those bands. But the thing that they did completely different was they were so focused on writing good songs. Linkin Park will forever be known to me as some of the best songwriters in rock music.
1: It- Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. This is actually more of an, in a question form. Okay. Uh, not me declaring anything. But are they also different because Mike Shinoda was so branded as, like, he was a hip-hop guy. Yeah, 100%. That could also do all of this stuff. 100%. And it's like, I didn't get that from Fred Durst. 100%. Like, I still feel like Fred Durst was more of a metal guy that could do rap.
0: You, you had people that were, that sort of... uh I don't know. They, they they were never... You would never say they were rappers. You know what I'm saying? You would never, ever say that Fred Durst is a rapper. Yeah. You can 100% say that Mike Shinoda is a rapper.
1: And that's... I did. I, and, the rapper. But even, be, Chinoda, even yeah.
0: beyond that, the thing that Linkin Park did so different, and it was such a smart move, even though bands like Linkin... I'm sorry, Limp Bizkit, Corn, Slipknot, they were huge, the, Linkin Park took pop music sensibility and added it to their music and made it accessible. They made this style of music accessible and people are going to be like, "Well, these bands were big. They were big. I'm not saying they weren't big, but they they actually they put choruses, bridges, verses, song structures and made them very vibrant and colorful and not just that. We talk all the time about how rock music is now is very tired and they've kind of run out of ideas and this and that And i always champion this thing of i wish more rock band would bring in electronic elements into their music lincoln park has been doing that since day one if you go back and listen to hybrid theory and some of the elements some of the and not even not even just the the dj stuff that he was doing but if you just listen to some of the elements they were implementing into their music,
1: electronic drums.
0: Yes, it, it's it's so it's at the time it sounded so futuristic. Their aesthetic, their visual aesthetic that they would use in their music with a lot of anime and robots yeah. and technology and stuff like that. It was so fitting.
1: Also, think about like how simple. The guitars are on all of Lincoln Park songs. Oh yeah, well, like the, like it's it's just it's just almost like part of it. Like it's not like a normal rock band where this guitarist stands out. I know the Lincoln Park guitarist, Brad Delson, because I'm a huge Lincoln Park fan. I've See, no, but you uh, exactly. I don't know, yeah, but. but the g- guitars they're a rock band but guitars don't stand out because they're not they don't have to they're not supposed to they have all these other things like the electronics and uh the two vocalists that it, it, the guitars are just a supplement at that point
0: but well, it but it worked so know, well knowing what i know about production now and actually have so just to let you guys know in preparation for this discussion and sort of something that we're gonna have uh coming up in the future in the lead up to this new album because i think we should cover it why not fuck it who cares Absolutely. Uh, I took it upon myself. I did the, I did the star Wars method, um, which was, I looked at Lincoln park at what I thought at the time without having revisited their back catalog. I said, this is what I like. This is what I think. And then I went through and I re listened to their entire catalog to establish a new and fresh take on things. Listening to that music now, knowing what I know about production, music production. So in rap and hip hop, uh, the instrumentation is what you just said. It supplements the beat and the bass and and the rhythm and stuff like that. It's just in order to establish some sort of melody. Yeah. What's even more interesting today, you're starting to see a lot of hip hop music start to more regularly implement guitar and atmospheric elements, but it's just a slight aesthetic. It's almost a texture added to the music. Uh, if you, even if you listen to like Drake's, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. The actual melody and stuff that they establish in the music is so minimalist and Lincoln park has been doing that for a long time. And I don't know, it's just, it was fascinating to, to go back on that and listen to it, but to just kind of move along, going back and listening to this catalog, uh, Even even before I started it again, I thought Hybrid Theory was an incredible album. From front to back, every single song on that album is a banger with a capital B. I mean, it is. It is such a good album. It is now. I want to ask. I want to. Get your take on this. Back in the day when I was listening to Hybrid Theory, one of the – I told one of my music friends this and they looked at me like I was fucking crazy. When I listen to music sometimes, I picture things in my head when I'm listening to music. Like if I can hear a song and it makes me think of scenery or the mountains or the ocean or something like that, that's amazing to me. Music does that for me sometimes. Okay. When I, the very first time I ever had that experience, I was listening to Linkin Park. Really? Because. What song? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Oh, come on. It doesn't matter. Sure, it does.
1: No. That was a pivotal moment. The in entire
0: your life. album is this way. Okay. When I, back in the day, when I used to listen to Linkin Park, I. They would be the soundtrack to Dragon Ball Z fight scenes in my head. Yes. Because I used to go on Kazaa.
1: There were so many of those music videos that came out, the fan-made music videos.
0: I used to go on Kazaa or LimeWire or whatever, and I would download these fan-made compilation videos, which were fucking great amazing of dragon ball z gundam wing uh
1: gundam wing was in uh was it the breaking the habit music video yeah where they had like gundam wing stuff
0: in well it? it was yeah like mech robots uh evangelion i don't know if you're familiar with that anime but right. um you, look you didn't even know i had this stuff in my wheels, but uh yeah the i would picture like fight scenes and it would be the perfect soundtrack yeah. to yeah, those yeah. fight scenes so that was like the first time that happened uh what your thoughts on hybrid theory that album in general?
1: Like I said, I, I mean, I remember everything about it. And th- those were back in the days when, well, there are, there are exceptions now, but when I was listening to every single song on an album, I mean, that blows my mind. Was
0: that new to you? What?
1: Yeah. Well, having an album in general, cause that was the day where I like went out to get a CD player so I could buy the Lincoln park album and like, listen to it. Whenever was it, I one, wanted. was
0: it one of those albums for you? Uh, where, every two weeks you would have a new favorite song on it
1: yes yeah it was one of those for me and because of that like it just like never got old it somehow always stayed relevant and always stayed fresh because I would listen to it but then I would listen to it for that specific song in a way like look forward to that point and I don't know just that happened I think with Meteora too I mean my relationships with both of those albums are very similar and they're like they're like my children. It's hard to decide which one I like more, but I mean they were both just so special in that way. But I mean, yeah, th- there were times when even uh I don't know if you – I don't think we've ever really talked about how it how Lincoln Park informed me as a, you know, eventual vocalist in a band, but like
0: You're not the only one. Ollie Sykes of uh, Bring Me The Horizon who we talk about quite a bit he also cites Lincoln park and seeing Lincoln park live as one yeah. of his most influential moments of his musical career.
1: Yeah. I, uh, the, the other thing that I was going to say is that it was new to me because at first that, that sound to me was special because of Mike Shinoda. And then I, there was a period of time where I'm like, I want to do this. Like I, that's what I want to do in a band like this. And that's, right. that's what I was in middle school. And then I was slowly transitioning to be more interested in what Chester was doing. And then I could listen to it and it was completely new because I was paying attention to something else entirely on that same exact album. And so I I had those moments on both of those albums where I was just extremely curious about one person and it always stayed fresh in that way.
0: One One of the best moments or memories that I have of Linkin Park was actually the lead up well, first of all, uh, Linkin Park was also of new metal band. Yes, new metal had a lot of crossover appeal in general, but I don't think there was any band like Linkin Park in terms of crossover. I remember being in high school, and it was the first time I really realized that um, not everybody, but everybody from... There were people in every clique, quote-unquote, that liked Linkin Park. You saw... You saw the metal kids, the yeah. the nerds, the you know the jocks, the geeks, all those people, the popular kids. They all had some sort of affinity for. I, re- Park. I
1: remember several like preppy girls at the time in middle school when it mattered how you looked, when it mattered how cool you were. That still loved Lincoln yep. Park, and I shared that with them, and I always thought that was amazing.
0: Well, I had this memory uh, being in high school the lead up to meteora their follow-up album and just how much buzz was around that. Because first of all, they, um, they released, they released a single somewhere I belong was their lead single off of that album.
1: Maybe I think that's the Gundam
0: one. It, well, yeah, there was some in that. Yeah. But, um, they, they released that as the lead up single had a great commercial appeal. And I remember, uh, they had some documentary videos online that was like the first time I'd ever seen that kind of like some behind the scenes stuff about the artwork and all, obviously yeah. that was, I was really into that. I remember – I still think – I think I might have it still. Did
1: Shinoda do that artwork?
0: Uh, he was collaborative with it. Um, the – there was a double disc special edition that came out with it that had all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. They're super involved with their fans, but I just remember when that album came out and it. Let's just talk about that album for a second. Revisiting it now, sort of, I had the similar impression that I had then. Going into it, I looked at Hybrid Theory being the better of the two albums um, from front to back, but thinking that uh, the production it was, Meteoro was a much glossier album. It was, you know, the production level was just a lot higher. It sounded more colorful. It sounded more crisp. It, It was a
1: natural progression for a band like that that it came became on top of the world. I mean that's that's not how you thought it was supposed to sound. Uh, it's a little bit more cleaner.
0: Yeah, but, but I, still rooted. Progression, I don't know if I would associate the word progression with it because they sort of did, th- this is what I expect from a band's second album. Expectation. You do, you can make the same album, but you have to be a better band. Does that make sense? They were mm-hmm. they they were still the same Linkin Park but they were better at doing everything that they did they were better, they wrote better hooks they wrote uh, more aggressive parts they they were better songwriters in general they just tightened everything up and that my biggest takeaway from that album uh years on was that that album was incredibly overplayed on the radio i remember like the song faint the first time i heard that song i was like this is one of the best songs i've ever heard now i can't, that that song annoys me not because it's bad but because it was so overplayed there's a the other one um on that album, breaking Life. breaking the breaking habit. habit. My God, I hate that song because it Why? was it was so overplayed it's back a great in the day. Song. I used to turn on MTV and it would almost always be. Why playing. would
1: numb be the one that you go to? For I
0: love that song. I don't know. It's, it's a great. It's a great it, song. That's a more. I don't know. That's a more transcendent sort of song. That's like a very the,
1: the hidden gems. Nobody's listening. And figure 09. Those are two songs that I loved going to, but they were never the talk of the album. <laughs>
0: Listening back, we're going to do some album reviews, some retro album reviews, but um, looking back on it, man, I did not realize, I I forgot how much of a banger from front to back that album is. I mean, it is a great album. Um, did the did the slow songs ever
1: bum you out when you got to them? Like easier to run or from the inside? No, never. Or even like crawling on Hybrid Theory.
0: Never. Uh, slow. I I've always been more of a slower music type of guy. Uh, I've just always been into that from my days of listening to R and B growing up as a kid. You don't like to get crunk. Uh, it's whatever. But um, let's. I'll,
1: I just remember getting so amped up by their songs. I'm like from the oh, inside. Yeah.
0: From uh. <laughs> Final thoughts on on, uh, Meteora, because I want to move on to my take on Minutes to Midnight and then sort of bulk uh, the last three albums together.
1: Yeah, so again, I thought it was the the natural way to go, and it didn't disappoint. Like, there was no disappointing from that album. Um, But even that, too, like I said, that's when they were on top of the world, and I remember – uh, that's about the time that uh, reanimation came out. And
0: reanimation I, came out in between the two. Yeah,
1: right. But I was still high from that, and then uh, Live in Texas came out after that, and then Jay Z Collision Course came out. Incredible! Just, it was nonstop. Yeah, and I think that's why when we got to Minutes to Midnight out, I, I just heard. Ah!
0: Well, I I preface this entire conversation by: Is Lincoln Park a big band? And the answer to that question is they're one of the biggest rock bands. I think to exist uh, to exist and definitely of that era for sure let's talk about minutes of midnight for a second so this was a period where not only had the genre the overall genre of new metal not only did it sort of die out and we had this huge influx of of uh, pop punk emo screamo metalcore all that stuff sort of had its heyday and the you know almost a direct result built on the back of what lincoln park had started if lincoln park was a gateway to so many bands it's interesting it actually kind of opened the door to uh maybe a decline in their popularity because right. people had sort of moved on they had sort of evolved past that and for the most part, Lincoln Park was off my radar. Luckily for them, <laughs> not that they would give a shit, but luckily for them, that's right around the time when I started my review blog, my music review blog that I started, and I reviewed that album. But just going into it, let me talk just real quick about a band's third album. Like I said, a second album, you get a pass for doing the exact same thing as your first album because, you know, it's your second album, it's not a big deal. Everybody talks about the sophomore slump. Actually, I I personally believe that that's a myth. You don't have to you don't have to overthink your second album.
1: You don't have to do anything.
0: The third album in my opinion is the hardest to do because if you do the same thing on your third album, that's when we start asking questions, but the third album is also the most easy to overthink and overcomplicate when you're trying to make a change and evolve and do something new. Um, what for you as a Lincoln park, I didn't keep up with Lincoln park at this time, but what for you as a fan sort of turned you off uh, to this album leading up to it?
1: Uh, it was a couple of things for one, when I first heard the singles and I, but I mean I was also reading stuff online about what, What it was going to be like, the build up to, because they hadn't put out an album in four years between Meteor and Minutes to Midnight. So, um, well, Live in Texas. It was four years between Live in Texas and then Minutes to Midnight.
0: Excuse me. Which Live in Texas, all that did was reinforce the first two albums. Yeah, because it was a you know a live, more energetic experience. It was almost like a best of, but live. And I would
1: love to watch that when we get done recording.
0: Um, It's not gonna happen. Okay. I literally watched it the other day.
1: Thanks for telling me. Thanks for the invite. No, there were a couple of things. The fact that I was reading that they were changing and I didn't want them to change. And um, that single came out uh, for the Transformers. And I just didn't really care because there was no Mike Shinoda on it, at least from what I could tell uh, at the time. But it was also at a time in my life when it wasn't really it just wasn't cool to like them anymore.
0: Exactly, bingo. That it was cool. It's an important distinction to make.
1: It was cool to like Lincoln Park, and they were the gateway band into what I eventually got into hardcore and what people would call screamo and metalcore and all this stuff. And I was listening to those bands, and the 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 people that I was around. If I was the guy that also listened to Lincoln Park, I knew that I would be made fun of. I'm not saying that's. I want to talk reason
0: why. I want to talk about that at the end of the segment. But
1: I, but. I did genuinely have disgust that they changed and I I've heard the single shadow of the day and bleed it out like I I what I've done. Yeah, I heard those songs, but I genuinely didn't care at the same time. So I guess all of that added together, I just did not need to follow Linkin Park anymore.
0: The Minutes to Midnight, when I heard it for the first time, much like you, I wanted to not like it just because they still represented that sound that I was moving away from, that I had outgrown, so to speak. But I remember listening to it and listening to it objectively to do a review on it, and I was actually blown away. I think I gave it like a B-plus or an A-minus because—
1: You sent us your top ten list of that year, and it was like in your top five, was it not?
0: I I think so, maybe, but it was— First of all, I thought it was a really nice progression, even though they had left behind some of their ideas, but sometimes Words. that's that's necessary. The things that the things that uh were impressive an impressive distinction to make at least from that album is that album was the first time that we had seen Lincoln Park so divided on tracks, where we would get entire tracks with just Chester yeah. or entire tracks with just Mike. Or, or one was more dominated by the other, whereas opposed to their other stuff. And you get that from time to time on their their first two releases, but they were more pronounced and they happened more frequently on Minutes to Midnight. But I thought overall they had grown, maybe not, they hadn't grown as songwriters in general, but they had their arsenal had expanded in terms of the songs, the types of songs that they can make. I mean, there's some really good ballads on that thing. Overall, I would say it's a much slower album.
1: I haven't done my revisit of the album yet. I know that you have. You, you've you had time to kind of go back, but it's it's
0: not too far off I, from the first two. I know and I
1: acknowledge that Um, I never thought or I don't think that they are bad. Like I was just unhappy with the transition, but I know that especially when I'm more objective about it going into it now, I know that I'm going to be impressed with the quality because they they're all very talented people. Um, so that was never in question for me, but it's just, it's a little bit of sour grapes as well.
0: How, how would you feel if I were to say right now that it's probably, I'm not going to say it's their most accessible album, but it's the easiest album for anybody, anybody um, to get into. I understand that. Okay. So the, the other thing they did too, very oddly enough on this album was they got political on the album. Um, There's a, the song Hands Held High is an incredibly political album. And if you're, if you're one of the people out there that are pissed off about Trump, you could listen to that song and literally attribute the things (laughs) that they were singing about, I I believe it was George uh, W. Bush at the time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I really did enjoy the album. It's a little bit fragmented in the sense too, where there are some really great songs on the album, but there's also some songs that you're just like, this not only is not as good as those other songs. These are decent songs, but they're they're some of the worst Linkin Park songs I've heard. Yeah. Um, So that's a little bit unfortunate. But um, that's literally where I left off with the band. I didn't pick back up on them again. Uh, You do have a little bit more context of some of their later works. I revisited them. I'll give you my thoughts in a minute, but what are some of your impressions?
1: I don't know if it was an awards show. There was some kind of live performance uh, in college that I saw of – uh, I don't remember the name of the song, but I remember the vocal because Mike did it. And yeah, God bless us, everyone. We're uh, something people under a loaded gun. Do you know that song? God bless us, everyone. I nope.
0: don't remember. Sounds like Devtones.
1: I think that's uh, on the the Thousand Suns album. I think okay. that's where it came from. But anyway, I remember hearing that, and I thought it was okay, but I was still again sour grapes and unhappy. Didn't really have a reason to revisit it. But it wasn't until recently. I think 2009 is when Living Things came out. Maybe it was more recent than that. Maybe I'm not remembering that. I think
0: it's not. 2010. 2010.
1: Um, I'll look that up. I can I'm look talking. it up.
0: Go ahead and keep talking.
1: Uh, it was 2012. Okay. So I was more more of an adult, more catching up to the current times at that point. And uh, Living Things, I really liked. Like, I remember when that came out, I was like, holy shit. They're, they made an album that I actually like again after like 10 years of going without Linkin Park, and uh, I was very happy with that album. And the more that I'm uh, listening to you talk and that we're talking about this, Living Things is almost like what I would expect their th- – what I wanted their third album to be. And it, it was more of a push into electronic. It still kind of had the fragmented, like, here's a Mike Shinoda song. Here's a Chester song. And they do exactly that. But it just makes more sense after Meteora than where it is to me. I agree. So, it, but I think that's why I loved it so much. is because that was, like, where I wanted them to go next. And they it just took them 10 years to do it. But, I, I mean, I was still listening to that uh, album even last night. I mean, I love going back and listening to that.
0: So after going in this revisitation period, um, Th- A Thousand Sons it was, I mean, I don't know, I don't run around in the Linkin Park circles, but I can imagine most of their fans feeling the same way you felt about Minutes to Midnight with this album because this was them really, really moving away from that original sound. It, it's it's incredibly electronic In almost an avant garde type of way. Thousand Sons is? Yes. It's, I mean, it's way more rooted in electronics, but like in a, in a just a different way. I remember at the time when I was sort of hearing about the album then, they, uh, Chester was tapping into his influences of Nine Inch Nails, who are, you know, incredibly electronic, like the definition of like electronic rock music back in the day. And going back and listening to it, the, while I appreciate the approach and the bravery to go there with that album, my God, they left behind their songwriting prowess. There was not one good song in that thing. I don't think. Really? I listened to the entire thing, and just, it was just—it so, was so—it was just very. So, so you didn't even—you don't was, even recall the one that I was. Just it was—it was white noise to me. That album. Wow. Now, uh, moving on to Stranger Things. That's when they sort of came back to their living things, living things, sorry, (laughs) living (laughs) things. That's sort of them coming back to their roots. One thing I loved about that album, the evolution of the electronics, we started hearing some maybe dubstep influence. Some of that trend was going on at the time, right? Really, really vibrant and colorful sense and electronics on that thing. But again, I thought the songwriting was really lackluster on that album. Uh, the hunting party is a terrible album. That thing, the the song, you you were talking about the guitar and uh, the first two albums, how it was almost an accessory or an aesthetic or a texture. This was the, them trying to be a rock band, a straight up alternative rock band. Mm. And it, they missed the mark so bad. There are some it's a shame. cheesy... Head shake – I mean, I was shaking my head in disappointment. Also, the production for a band like Linkin Park is – It's a trash. To to trash. Wow. I mean, it was
1: – a- I remember being in the grocery store, and I walked down the magazine aisle and saw some kind of metal or rock magazine, and on the cover was Linkin Park. And I was almost laughing at it because I'm like, wow, are they really – coming out with another album because I also didn't have my ear to the ground. It's, it's hard to keep up with them, like you said. So I just was like, what the hell is this? All about? They don't have a heartbeat and in the zeitgeist. I remember reading the article about it and they were saying things like this was going to revolutionize. They were Lincoln park and they were going to go in this completely new direction. And it, they were just like, they were like hyping it up. And I guess if you're writing an article about Lincoln Park, you're only going to write, you know, something that's positive. about Right. It. The hype but, train. Right. And I remember thinking, wow, I really need to be paying attention to this album. And I think I heard like a few minutes of a song. I don't even remember it, but I, I, it was enough for me to realize that I don't need to touch this album and I I have no idea what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, look, they had this new song that they just dropped we'll talk about it in just one second but real quick before we get into this you touched on one point i know this is going really long
1: my god i told you this should have been a music episode
0: no so well you said you wanted to go 3 hours so this is this could be it right here anyways um so you touched on this this whole idea of Something being of a certain genre and because it's not super popular that you don't want to admit to yourself that you're into this genre or you don't want to admit to other people, people sort of snub their noses at it. Um, I want to put something out there right now. Hashtag Team Dong was a thing, but I'm going to establish something new. Luke, I'm sorry. We're throwing away Hashtag Team Dong because still gonna comment. Dong has a new meaning. If you are the type of person out there that that doesn't like something just because of the idea of it, and you don't have an ad- objective opinion on it, you yourself are a fucking dong. Because I
1: know a few people like that,
0: I know so many people. <laughs> there was a time where I refused. I'm, I'm close to a few people. <laughs> there, there was there was a time where I was I didn't want to share what I was listening to on Spotify because I knew people. And I was in the music scene with people that like, if you wore a certain type of band, like if I told people, there was a period where I I like Slipknot. I think Slipknot is a really, really good band. I like Bring Me the Horizon. I think Bring Me The Horizons is a fucking great band. There are people out there that if I told that to, they would give me 10 tons of shit for it. And I, here's what I'm going to say. From here on out, if there's people out there that have an opinion on something like that, if you think a band is trash, if you cannot back it up with actual facts and reasoning, <laughs> if, if you can't say, well, their production isn't good, I don't think their songwriting is good, if you just say they suck because of this, Or that you are a fucking dong, because look, I, ICP, I think ICP, they look silly. They, I think that I don't know shit about them. I've never listened to an ICP song, so I will never say that that group sucks. I can say that they look silly and they look ridiculous, whatever. But I have nothing to back up the fact that their music's not good. So if there's any metal, if I do do
1: feel about Mudvayne.
0: I think Mudvayne's great. You're absolutely right. <laughs> their first, two, are their first two albums are really, really good. Yeah. So just because a band has a silly shtick or something like that, gives you no basis to think their music isn't good, unless you can back it up with facts.
1: What so, about uh, what about Breaking Benjamin?
0: Um, I like one Breaking Benjamin song quite a bit, but... I think
1: they are great songwriters.
0: Some of their music that I've heard is a little bit silly. Sounds a little bit silly to me, but that's I'm more on the
1: the nostalgic side. I like their older stuff more than I do their recent stuff, but they they still make good music.
0: I don't know if it's up by the time Weekly comes up, but I did that review on the Aaron Carter album, and so many people that I I said, have you heard the new Aaron Carter? People laughed at me, and I I was, have you heard the EP? And then they'd say... (laughs) No. Okay. Well, then you don't have anything to say. So from now on, if you talk to those people, tell them Ryan and Jay sight and sound said you are a fucking dong. (laughs) So that's it.
1: And refer to them this podcast so that they can share it as well and write and review
0: on iTunes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So here's my question to you, Ryan, knowing what I've just said. What do you think about the television show Timeless it's shitty because
1: (laughs) it's on NBC and it's
0: (laughs) you are a dong anyways let's talk about
1: set me up for that
0: let's talk about this this new song luckily we only have this one song to talk about because we've literally been talking in hey
1: if this if we're going to say that this is a three-hour show i'm fine
0: well i don't know how long it's gonna be this episode
1: is certainly top heavy though
0: it is top heavy it's like dolly parton that's okay that's okay you love lincoln park so i do I have no idea. I don't know much about your thoughts on this song, but before the song even came out, I sent you a video of Chester recording vocals of this song. What did you think of that video?
1: Here was my reaction.
0: <laughs> Why would they ever put that video out? I don't know. First of all, look. It's one of those
1: I I talk about it all the time. I talk about context. I talk about. Um, like when the first Game b song came out, and I'm like, what the hell? Because it was so polarizing. You have no idea what to expect. That opening video or song or whatever you're going to put out that represents the album that you want people to get hyped up for, that is a dangerous moment. I'm not even talking about the song, though. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about that the video. That That's video. what I'm saying. That is, it's so risky, no matter who's doing it. Because there are gonna be people like me that are going to be thrown completely off guard. I I was like, what the hell is
0: this? Here here's my problem with that. It, no with my opinion or with the thing? No, with the video. At no point do I can I accept the fact that somebody didn't watch that video and say, I don't know if we should put this out because first of all, Chester's singing a little out of key.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I'm I'm fine with that too. Look, I'm I'm hundred percent okay with, with fine tuning things and production techniques and movie magic sort of thing in quotes, but oh boy, it was a little risky there. No, it, that it out didn't there. sound good. It didn't sound good. So you you get the song. What'd you think about the song? I
1: told you this off air. I really you came over when we were recording Let's Talk Legion and you asked, you listened to the new Lincoln Park song? I hadn't yet. And you should listen to it, but, but we never listened to it together. I really, really wish that you had just said, Hey, why don't you check out this song and played it for me without telling me that it was Linkin Park. If that had happened, I'd be saying that actually wasn't that bad. I was about to ask
0: you with, without any other context of me knowing what you think about it. Do you think it's a, it's a good song? yeah the song itself do you think it's a good linkin park song
1: okay so that's that's what i'm wrestling with right now i know that it's a linkin park song i know that this band that i once loved that was doing so many things that i that loved and opened the door to so to possibilities of music the fact that this band is spending their time making music last, like this that fact alone is making me want to hate the song Right, But I fully admit that I I liked what I heard and I think what they're doing is sort of in the realm of what's happening in general right now. The songs that we talk about on this podcast, this in a way fits right into it. But then it's like – the fact that this was made by Lincoln Park, it's like it – just kind of makes me sit back in my seat. I'm wondering if this is what I really wanted – a week ago when we talked about the Linkin Park was coming back out is this what i really wanted from them no it's not but i can't say that i think the song is bad i also have opinions on the fact that they are go back to the first album we talked about here today hybrid theory the fact that they completely took a 180 and they're venturing into pop well okay, okay. it's it's like me... isn't these guys are older than ever and getting into a younger form of music,
0: let, let me pump the brakes. And real it's a quick. little sad. To so, me. so here's here's the thing. I I agree. I don't I don't think the song is bad, but I I do think it's a bad Linkin Park song. I think it's a bad decision from Linkin Park. Because here's the thing. This, I I said I don't know if you saw this in our in, when I told Luke what I thought about the song, but. The problem with this, I don't know if they wrote this song. I don't know if they wrote it or if if it was written by somebody else and it was given to them or whatever because, you know, that happens in in music. But this song sounds like any other pop artist could have made this song, Mm -hmm. which is fine. There's no issue with that. But let's just say, let's just paint this picture that it it was written by somebody else. Again, I have no problem with that. And let's say... When you're a band the size of Lincoln Park, you're not a band anymore. You are a business. You are an industry. You have, you're a conglomerate, essentially, a corporation. If somebody brings you this song and says, here's a song for you. We think it would work great. The business gets together, has a meeting, and says, it's a good song. We like it. It does not fit with what we're about. Thank you come again later. That's, that's my take with this. What I would have liked to have seen. I don't want to see Lincoln park making pop music. I want to see Lincoln parks take on pop music. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to see the Lincoln park style with what's going on right now. Take influence from things that are going on right now. And if you want to make a Justin Bieber style, um, sorry song, then make that song, but put your twist on it for them to sort of follow suit with what other people are doing. That's frustrating. This reminds me 100%, 100% of Coldplay. Coldplay decided randomly. Chris Martin said, "I'm divorced now. I'm going to make party music and club music. Guess who I don't want to be dancing to in a club? Coldplay." And I'm not saying that that's what Lincoln. I'm not saying that's what this song is, but I don't want Lincoln. I don't want to hear. I don't. It. I don't either. I could hear but, this song for anywhere.
1: Yeah. So it's it's not that it wasn't already, but more than ever, it's getting to the point. Where the crowds and the audiences at their concerts are going to be more confusing than ever, right? Because they still
0: have to play their old stuff. How do you fit how this you, song in a set?
1: How do you exactly? And I don't know the context of the rest of the album. I am assuming that it's another ten songs of this. But how do you, how? how how as a Linkin Park fan, depending on what album you're a fan of, how do you go to their concert? and leave completely satisfied and fulfilled um it's just crazy and if you're a fan of the older music like i am why do you want to see these 40 year old literally 40 year old men doing these type of pop songs so you i'm on board with what you said i want to see their version of pop indy stop barking
0: i don't even know if they can hear it but that's fine
1: but i have to acknowledge the dogs on this podcast. okay See, Indy made me lose track of what I was ranting about. I, I'm just, I agree with you. I would love their take on it. I would love for it to feel fresh and new. It doesn't. But keep talking. I, I thought you were going to get up and
0: no, no, keep going until I hit the stop button. Go
1: ahead. I, I don't remember what I was saying because Indy and you getting up and yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Continue with what you're saying. The dogs have have shut up.
1: <clears throat> it's just that this is a. I feel like it's a move of desperation. More, more than anything, I don't think Linkin Park has ever felt pressured to fit in. I know that they've changed, but I don't think they've made any change to fit in. I think they've always kind of stayed true to their roots of what they what they did in the transition from. Meteora to Minutes to Midnight, I think is the case of them maturing, not wanting to play a music that's based on a fad. Because that's what new Metal was at the time. I agree. So I think even though I did not like it, I understand the mentality of that. This is different. This, again, going back to the fact, this just seems sad and tired. That they feel like that they've been lost behind all of these other artists and they're trying to make a move based on relevance, and that is what is most depressing about this. Now, I'm a little contradictory with what I'm saying because this album might come out, and if I think that they produced good songs, then I will give them that credit, but that's just how I feel about it being Linkin Park. the Who's, so, who's the woman on the... Kiara? Was that her yeah. name? I thought she did great, by the way, So on the song.
0: The best example of a band in that era in that new metal era to sort of literally transcend it and transcend time. One of the the most celebrated and most well-respected bands of that era is the band Deftones. They, they went through a period where they were big in the new metal landscape and they sort of dipped out. They, for like one album, they, they dipped out of people really caring about them. Mm -hmm. But when people didn't care about them, instead of trying to cap recapture a new trend or or something like that, they just said, let's just make the music that we want to make without whilst, while still maintain for their entire career, they have maintained an essence of the Deftones and they came out of it, man. They went through like probably three, uh, no, two albums of complete obscurity. Then this album diamond eyes came out and, Everybody started paying attention to them. They put out one called Koino Yokin. And then, my God, they pitchfork caught onto it. They became part of the zeitgeist again. They were super respected, so much so that there were huge music critics out there that had Deftones' latest album, Gore, as like one of their most anticipated of the year. They completely transcended it without doing any of this stuff so they they always maintained a certain level of uh of trueness to themselves is
1: anyone is that anyone's attitude towards linkin park no i when don't was th- the last time that was the case because, game? because uh, with the exception of that magazine i saw at the
0: grocery store <laughs> i mean I, it's almost like maybe they've they started too soon trying to be and i don't know but it seems like they've they've always been trying to chase capturing, you know, capturing something special, lightning in a yeah. bottle again, as opposed to just making whatever they wanted to make. But regardless, here's the last thing I'll say about it. It's with this song heavy, it, I was, I don't even know why they released this song because it, one, it is trying to be a, a big single. Do we both agree on that? That it's, they've released it because it is a pop. It could be a it's, pop. It's pop. Yeah. So they could have also released it to signify maybe uh, a tone setter like Childish Gambino did with Me and Your Mama. How upset would you be if you got the album and this was like the – this was like the red-headed stepchild, the black sheep of the album, and the rest of it was completely different. It was what you expected. Would it frustrate you that they released this as their first single? It,
1: it would go against all of my beliefs and all of my principles into to what an album should be, right? or what I expect the identity of an well, album then, to then be. Then
0: it becomes disingenuous. But
1: at the same time, because we're talking about Linkin Park, if they have songs on it that sound like living things, if they are branch out into a sound that maybe I couldn't even quite identify yet because I haven't heard it. But if they do, if they do something new and different on this album, because it's Lincoln park, I might give them a little bit more credit, the, but
0: the you're thing, absolutely right. The thing that frustrates me about that is one. I am such a full album purist, but also because look, if you want to put out like a, a pop single, like one pop single, just put out the single we live in an era where you can do that and not put it on an album and it'd be completely fine look at hotline bling that song came out and it was on views but it was like a bone it was i think it was signified as like a bonus track on that was album it, it was I like it was actually on the album it was it was the very last song on the album it was just like tacked on at the end just to kind of have it's a horror, um uh, bring me the horizon did that with drown I mean that song came out way before the uh, uh, oh yeah that album that was a came long out time and then they kind of just put it on the album it it worked it worked in the context of the album but who knows if that was ever their intention to do that anyways look final thoughts on this for me I I'm anxious to see what happens with this I hope the best for Lincoln Park just because of how crucial of a band they are in so many people's musical journeys um, I think they represent a time for a lot of people uh anybody that didn't go through that whole screamo metalcore sort of era maybe one of the last bands to really have that like crazy fanship moment like for so many i think general general casual music fans they were like the band for some people um which i think just speaks to how big of a band they were
1: collision core still blows my mind to this day that it exists it's like great
0: for for people like us who. I wish more. Are, I wish rock music was bigger, so more people could do it.
1: Uh, that's what exactly what I was going to say. The fact Which that,
0: Coldplay did it with Jay Z. Did you know that? Did what? Coldplay did it with Jay Z.
1: Did what with Jay Z?
0: They did a mashup album like that.
1: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um. No. What I was going to say was, me and you are fans of a genre of music that is dying in popularity, and the fact that that came out. And Linkin Park was, like I said, on top of the world and able to produce an album with Jay-Z is an incredible achievement A great album.
0: Me. A great album. And it album. is
1: fantastic. Those songs are put together as seamless, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And, and that's what- I
0: can't the, wait for the Bring Me to the Horizon Migos album.
1: <laughs> Did that sound ridiculous? Um, <laughs> but, and we talked about this a little bit last night, how every time- This speaks to how talented people are in that band, especially Mike Shinoda and why he's my boy. Every time they put out a new edition, a a remix of their older songs, it's always an improvement and it's always just special. And um, yeah, it just it's crazy. What despite having talking shit about them the past like 15 minutes, it's crazy how how pivotal they are.
0: Uh, I agree. In in, in our lives, so I agree. Hope for the best for them. Uh, Look, we've literally been talking about Lincoln Park and then nothing (laughs) for over an hour. You're (laughs) getting your wish for your three hour podcast.
1: It's a a good podcast. Okay, it's a good podcast. I agree.
0: It's 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 interesting when we both share somewhat of an affinity for uh, music.
1: I I think I'm going to go home and start writing more raps.
0: Please don't. Only if a, I can produce you.
1: A week from today I'm gonna to come at you and be like, so Jay, can we seriously produce some new metal?
0: <laughs> can I the only thing I'll say about that is if we're going if you're going to do that, please let somebody who actively listens to a lot of rap music help you with it. That's fine. You can't ask Eric to make beats for you.
1: Why? Why on earth would I ask Eric to do that? I don't know, but
0: because be I already hilarious. know what he say about it. What would he say about it?
1: Well, I don't know why you're coming to me. You know that I don't even listen to that type of music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, yeah, that's or, funny. or he'd say
1: something. He, he might say something like, "Well, Snelling, let's be honest. It's just time for you to give up on music, or <laughs> 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 Because I don't know how many times I've gone to Eric and been like, "Can you please just produce me some music? I miss it." I've I've been so desperate, I've asked him to help me just record covers of songs, and he won't do it. I think he just wants me to give up, or at least stop bothering him.
0: I will send so, you a beat tonight.
1: E- either way, but I, I gotta have, you can't put the guitar on
0: it. We, sure I can. I, did you know that I have a band called Separator? I have a remix song that- Did you write the guitar? Do you play the guitar? Carl no. did. Oh, now we bring in Carl into this? I just told you. You Do you want to try to do the remix to the song Find a Way? Because it exists.
1: I would love to attempt something. You can attempt it. I'm not going to promise that I, I want to release it.
0: Well, I would if, be the one to choose that. Because it's still <laughs> a separator song. But
1: wh- what if here's what you're getting yourself into. And this is a warning. This is a warning. I, I as a friend, I feel like I have this obligation to let you know. We're entering dangerous waters because if if I'm happy with this song, what are you laughing about? What do you what do you think I'm about to say? What are you laughing at?
0: I just went through my mind that you were going to say we can't make YouTube videos together, podcast together, be friends, and be in a band together.
1: No, that's not what I was
0: okay. gonna say. <laughs> because you're right about that.
1: If <laughs> fuck you, I if I love doing this. I'm going to ask you more and more to do it.
0: But see, here's (laughs) the funny thing for those that don't know, which I don't know why you would, but I sent Ryan an instrumental maybe over a year ago.
1: I already, I already know. I I know what the problem was.
0: And I I told, and you thought it was a good instrumental. And Mm -hmm. I said, write something to this and I'm still waiting on it. Do you know why? Why?
1: It's because you sent it to me to work on by myself. Okay. Fair enough. I'm a much better collaborator. Also, it's been a long time since I've written a music. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten worse. I've gotten worse at it. I'm out of practice. Um. So and you're I,
0: also used to mainly writing music in a specific genre.
1: Exactly. It, it, it is. I already know how much more difficult it's going to be writing to the kind of music that you've that I've heard you produce. It took Separate. me
0: three years to make music different than the music that we used to work on
1: yeah so anyways so i'm a little bit scared to do it but i'm i'm going to be better as a collaborator and you've been teasing me a lot over the past year i'll come over we'll podcast we'll watch a movie we'll watch youtube and then right as i'm about to leave you'll make the joke hey you want to record vox And I'm like, you started that joke. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Let's go record vocals. Uh, Actually, not right now. I already did this earlier today. Or you'll just you'll tease me with the joke and then tell me that we can't do it. And nothing drives me more insane because I'm always down to do this.